This is Growing Your Successful Business, the podcast for you, the entrepreneur, to learn valuable lessons from the experiences of fellow business owners sharing the secrets of their success and the critical lessons they have learned along the way, as well as experts giving their advice on how to navigate the pitfalls in their industry to help you better run your business. Here's your host, Brian Harding. Hey now, and good day. Thanks for joining us again on this week's episode of Growing Your Successful Business. Today, we are blessed to have with us again a three-time guest here, Paul Long, Senior Vice President Timberland Bank, and he also runs the South Sound Business Summit. Uh, you can find him at paultlong.com or 253-671-3037. Don't worry, we're not going to be talking about banking in this, this episode. Uh, we're going to talk to Paul uh, about a variety of things. Actually, him and I decided just to kind of wing it. We didn't prepare very heavily for this thing. and. Um, Paul's got a unique perspective that I always appreciate. He's exposed to a lot of people who make really good decisions, and he's exposed to a lot, maybe more people, <laughs> who are uh, prone to making bad decisions. And so the I challenges. just, yeah, I just enjoy his perspective on a lot of things. I think he can. Um, I think it's kind of like one of those things where you can't see the forest through the trees, kind of a thing. When you're deeply immersed in a problem or a challenge or whatever, and you're struggling. Uh, getting advice or or uh, direction from somebody who's outside who's seen it a million times before is really beneficial and uh, that's why I really enjoy uh, having Paul on I spend a lot of time with Paul away from work um, well, I mean not a lot but a fair amount uh, I really enjoy Paul and his family they're great people um, so enough about Paul this is all this is all about me we know that um, I also want to make a quick announcement as we move into the holidays, uh, undoubtedly, uh, listenership is going to dwindle and, uh, simultaneously with that, I'm working on a very large project that is very time consuming with a launch date that is coming up, uh, perilously quickly. Um, and so for those reasons, this podcast is going to be on hiatus for a little while, not permanently for sure, but until the holidays pass and I get the bulk of this project completed, um, so I don't know what? when. I, yeah, I this don't. This is new to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know for how long. Um, you know, and one of the things that with doing this podcast, I'm not doing it to make money. I don't want to do it out of obligation. Where every week, well, I have to go do the podcast. I want it to be interesting. I want it to be relevant. I want to have something to talk about. I want to have people on that I want to, you know, get ideas from. Um, not that I'm not currently doing that. Um, but I've also got to kind of balance, you know, my time with this other thing I'm working on. So you have such a passion for small business and business in general. And I just uh, I respect that so much about you. Because, oh, well, thanks. Um, especially doing a podcast like this. I mean, it's such a time consuming thing. It is for your yeah. passion to give back like this. Yeah, um, it, it's it's phenomenal. And obviously it takes a lot of work to. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it looks super easy on the outside, and it and when you first start out, like most things, it, it's uh well, first of all, okay, I started doing it for a few reasons. One, I do have a, a belief um, that listen, we've had some success in our company, and we've made some just stupid decisions along the way that that cost us, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars pretty conservatively on just if you pile them all together, um, they're expensive. And I kind of feel like, listen, it, it, part of my debt to society, so to speak, is when you have some success, um, it's it's only right that you you kind of pay that forward. And I don't mean that in a cliche-ish, uh, you know, icky kind of way. Um, but I would feel really bad if I knew somebody who was struggling with something and made the same $37,000 error that I'm thinking of right now that I could have seen coming and helped them avoid. I would feel really bad if they made that that same decision. I, and I, I feel that karma would kind of come around and say, I'm going to get you for that one, buddy. Um, I do kind of feel that way. So, um, yes, I'm passionate about it. I like to see be, people be successful. I like to be around successful people. I like to find out what what how successful people have gotten to where they are. And uh, I do have an interest in that for sure and a passion for that for sure. And I really want to help folks out that uh, – you know, there's there's few people on this planet more vulnerable than a, a small business owner just trying to make it. They, the, the level of it's desperation, the level of desperation you hit is is uh, it's insane. I mean, there's there's times I remember I was telling somebody this uh, a week or two ago. I said I remember right, there was times where I would just I would write a ten thousand dollar check to somebody if they would just make me believe for a moment that they were going to help me <laughs> solve my problems uh, because of the challenges we were facing were just immense and things like that. So. Uh, and it's nice to hear, you know, I bump into people here and there and they say, Hey, I listened to your podcast last week and this helped and that helped. And, and, uh, you were there last week. We saw a couple of folks who said, Oh yeah, I, you know, I binge listened to like three of them uh, yesterday or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You know, it's a, it's a great free resource for folks to take advantage of it, you know, and, and, uh, hopefully learn something. 
And it, it's so important to be able to share that, like you said. And, um, uh, and I, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Brian, but before I became a banker, I actually co-owned an internet service provider. You did? <laughs> I don't think I ever told you. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, in, when I was about 16, um, I also, I got into banking around 16, but also at that same point too, um, remember all, um, dial up modem. Internet? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. 28.8 K. So, exactly. So I was 20% owner in a, um, in a company, um, wow. an internet company over in Yakima. I have a whole new level of respect for you now. Well, and, and that's what started the business <laughs> side. Right. And I mean, again, okay. A 16 year old uh, who has shares into a business. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, I had no life experience whatsoever. Right. Um, and obviously the business did not fully yeah. go to its. It didn't become Netscape. <laughs> it did not become Netscape. And <laughs> I'm very happily that I didn't lose too much money. Right. Uh, and it was only 20% ownership, but um, it, it was definitely an experience. And I think that's what really got me into into the business banking side was that. And yeah. so I don't think I ever shared that with you. No, that you haven't. <laughs> that's, 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 that's definitely interesting to hear. Well, one thing you'll know too, is a lot of bankers were naturally conservative people. What? I know. I thought you just like saying no. You, oh, and just, you know, Paul did bring his yes and no buttons. No, 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 no. And I don't, I don't see a maybe button anywhere, but, and I definitely think that Paul needs a, uh, it depends. It depends button. That's yes. Right. yes. Uh, <laughs> bankers, CPAs, and lawyers all need an, it depends button. Cause that's their default answer. for. Everything. And you know, what's funny is every day that I say that now, I think of you every time I have to say that. So you think of me approximately 47 times a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you know, some people call up, hey, I have this situation, or I actually had somebody yeah. th this uh, weekend send me a text um, about a really complicated issue and wanted like a one person, a one <laughs> yeah. sentence answer. Yes or no. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday, I'm with my family. So let's let's talk this. about that for a minute. So it's funny, I had I had a very similar conversation with my CPA this morning, Sean, and I was talking to her and I was, I was teasing her like I always do when she gives me an it depends answer. <laughs> And um, I was talking about this project I'm working on where I'm writing a, 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 an educational series for small businesses. And uh, part of what I talk about is dealing with bankers, lawyers, and CPAs specifically. Oh, in, I gotta read this. In, uh, in, in, and it, it will follow me along here. Okay. Um, explaining to folks, listen, their default answer is gonna be it depends. All right, so just accept that, but don't accept that. Meaning find the real answer invest the time you need to, to investigate, get them the information they need so they can make an educated decision. They're, you know, um, like Sean pointed out, when you have letters behind your name, you're going to be kind of careful about the advice you give out because if you give out the wrong advice, that's bad. So you got to protect yourself. And, and I understand being a service provider myself, people come to you with part of the story <laughs> and not all the story. And uh, so you gotta be careful with that. that you don't assume that they're telling you 100% of the truth from a completely objective point of view. I get all that. Mm -hmm. um, but my point is, oh, is in the in the educational series I'm writing is get past that. It depends, you know, and learn the process uh, or learn the the learn the details of what are leading to their decision. So I don't care about the decision so much as I care about how they got there. That that I I completely agree. Um, and I think another factor is um, even if a banker says no. Don't just get up and say, oh, thanks, and have a nice day and move right. on. Why? Why not? Absolutely. Why not? Help me understand. Yeah. How did you come to that answer? Yeah. Um, and I'm finding in this whole writing process, so I've been working on this thing for, I don't know how many months now, and I, I've got, I don't know how many, literally at this point, probably 150 hours into it. Um, and a lot of what I'm talking about, whether it's dealing with employees or advisors or partners or customers, um, the number one question that I suggest people ask over and over and over again is why. And, and, but, but it's so it's, it's off-putting for folks. It's many folks are uh, offended or put off when they hear it. And many folks feel like they're being offensive when they say it. Um, you know, for instance, if we go to an employee and say, Hey, why did you do this? Uh, the employee's going to get defensive right away. Uh -huh. And, and, and part of my whole thing is you've got to work that out of your culture. You got to work that you got to put people at ease that you're asking why from a, have to trust that you're not out to get them. Correct. And uh, and then you know take that that question and put it everywhere in your in your world. You know that uh, uh, if you're not curious and you're not if you don't and you don't have a desire to learn, I don't know how you would ever make it in business. Uh, you have to be creative. You have to again ask that why. Go back to when you were two and you asked 
you know, <laughs> why, why, right. why to everything? Yeah. I got a two-year-old. Yeah. It happens all the time. Why can't yeah. I touch the Christmas tree? Right. <laughs> but it's the same thing as running a business and finding that out. Yeah. So when, when uh, talking to, you know, again, CPAs, bankers, lawyers, they're, these, these three, they're different industries, but they're exactly the same in a lot of ways. Um, people are afraid to ask why. And I don't, I don't know. I don't understand that. Again, I'm, my goal is not to, to get your answer. My goal is to figure out how you came up with the answer. And, and what's interesting is you'll have some bankers that just won't want to answer that. Of course. Because <laughs> they will be painted into a corner. <laughs> well, exactly. And you know, and I, I enjoy sitting down with a client and getting out a scratch piece of paper and showing how we underwrite a loan or why I came up with this. Right. Um, there was, there's one story that's kind of running in my head where this, when I was first started with Timberland, there was a customer that kind of came in just the sweetest couple ever, but it was just not a bankable deal. Right. But you know what? I ended up doing the deal because he kept asking why and wanting to understand. Right. And every single time that, you know, I would say, well, it's because of this. Well, what if I did this? Right. And I'm like, well, okay. Well, that would, that would that, solve that problem. That yeah. would solve that problem. Okay. So. Okay. Well, my, my no button is itching to be pushed. So, so what about this, mister? Exactly. <laughs> um, and so by the end of the conversation, we had two separate conversations and I turned my, there's no way I'm doing this into this is a good deal. Yeah. And um, it's been about three or four years and they did exactly what I said. Um, actually, they did more than what I said. Nice. And uh, we had a review not that long ago and I was just like, I, I want you to know that I've used you guys. It's just kind of one of those lender stories. Yeah. Um, and so again, asking why and understanding, um, they, they obviously turned a no into a yes. Right. That's awesome. What, what, what have you seen other things like that where... Um, somebody's curiosity eventually led you down a path where, where, or, I mean, just, is that, I guess, is that common or is that like an anomaly where people are just coming and they hear no and they walk away and that's the end of it or. Well, what happens a lot is, is people will come in and I think, I think we all do this. We automatically think to what, what we're going to say next rather than to stop and listen. Right. And then, and, and analyze it at that point. Right. So there's many times people said, Hey, you know. I want to buy a building. Well, I'm immediately thinking, here's your down payment, here's the rate, yeah. da, 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 da. but maybe that's not where they're wanting to go. And so being able to just kind of sit back, listen, let them do the whole story has really helped me just shut up, listen, um, wait to do a response because again, where your brain's going half the time, it's not right. Yeah. And what's interesting is in, in those situations and just kind of throughout the day and day to day stuff, um, people by and large have a direction that they think they're going mm -hmm. and whatever you say that might be an objection or a hurdle to, to that, they just have to, they just have to convince you that they're right. So you just move out of their way. And when they hit people like bankers and lawyers and CPAs and partners and other folks who mm -hmm. aren't so bendy on that kind of stuff, um, they struggle. And so, um, you know, I think it's, you know, and again, I, I despise cliches. Um, but I really do think there is something to, listening you know they you know the two ears one mouth kind of thing okay yeah right. um but I, think, I do think there's something to listening and just taking that pause and deciding whatever you say next whatever it is it doesn't matter if you're if you're arguing against or arguing for it doesn't matter am i trying to be successful or am i trying to be right and That's I, good. I, I, and, and, and oh, I mentioned that in this thing I'm writing, by the way, oh, <laughs> which I'll, I'll sell to you later on, maybe. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, but just taking that moment and just, and just, okay. Cause that question makes me think like, what's my motivation behind this? Why am I driving this so hard? And this applies in marriage, this applies in raising kids, this applies in running a business, this applies to dealing customers and, and employees and all kinds of situations. Um, just taking that half a second because it, cause otherwise I, for me personally, I just, I'm just charging forward. If I don't take that, if I don't force myself to take that pause in that moment, I least likely want to want to pause the moment I least want to take a breath. I have to force myself to do it. Otherwise I will, I'll send us off the rails. I mean, just because I'm, I get my mind made up on something, I'm heading down a path and that's where we're going. And it's taken, you know, 20 something years to teach myself that. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I've kind of boiled it down to that one saying right now is kind of, do you want to be successful or do you want to be right? Well, and, and I think also being just humble and when you do make a mistake or, Oh, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. not being afraid to say, sorry. So many people are afraid, you know, that's, that's negative, et cetera. 
no, we all make mistakes. So right. just be honest about it. And, oh, I thought you were going that way. Oops, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's a, um, it's interesting when, so in, in your situation where people come in and they're, they're walking out there with that loan and it doesn't matter what you say, they're, <laughs> they're doing this. Um, the listening thing would probably, would probably benefit them there a little bit. And again, Listening and a bit of curiosity is understanding what what led us here. What I think that I think that goes a long way. I have many people that come up to me and say, hey, "Can we just have a meeting? I, w- I want to strategize." I like that because at least it's not, "Hey, I need to come in and apply for a loan." It's, "Hey, I want to strategize because maybe they know that there's there's some sort of hiccup on their end, um, and they just want to to plan." And I think the planning piece is huge, and a good banker should be should be doing that. If not. I mean, otherwise you're just an order taker. Right. You know? Right. So let's shift gears a little bit. So before we, we lit up the microphones here, we were talking about uh, this is episode number 37 that I've done. Um, and you said you wanted to ask a few questions on just things that I've noticed, some I trends did. and things like that. Um, there's a lot of commonality in some of the things I've, I've talked to folks about, and there's a lot of differences, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have a, a, a bullet list or a, a list of bullet points in front of me of, highlights and things like that. But um, fire away, man. What do you got? <laughs> well, well, first of all, I don't know what I'm going to do with my time now because I do listen to your podcast and I know <laughs> I've listened to all 30 some episodes. So I'm going to have to well, find I appreciate some new that. Podcasts I appreciate that. In order to do that. Ironically, you were when the guy last week at the meeting that you and I were sitting at said that he listened, you, you, you immediately like any male would do piped up and said, Oh, you found your one listener. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just how it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand. You know, um, I know a lot of the people that you've had on the podcast, right. great people mm-hmm. that have amazing, amazing stories. There's a few people that I really, really enjoyed because I knew them as a person, but I didn't know their full story. Right. So what were some of those throughout all these episodes? What were some of those topics that you just really enjoyed? Um, not who you enjoyed right. the most, but what was that topic that you just really felt passionate about and wanted to... Well, I think I think that there's a few that stand out, um, and I'm I'm learning this in this this again this project that I'm writing. I'm I, I'm leaning really strongly towards a couple of areas that I th- I think are pretty critical. Um, one is uh, self development and um, people who embrace the the fact it's not an idea it's a fact embrace the fact that we're not good at everything and um, who actively work to overcome their shortcomings because to run a business, you know, one of the things that I hear all the time from people, you know, this started probably five years ago when we really started, it became apparent we were going to kind of quote unquote make it right. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, and it happened as recently as last week. Uh, um, The question is always, what's the, what's the, what's your secret? What's the one thing? And my answer, I used to not, I used, I used to try to stumble through an answer and try to figure out, and now I don't even do that anymore. Now, now I, my answer is my, the one thing is understanding that there aren't, there isn't any one thing that there's probably 17 or so things. And that's not a number I'm pulling out of the air. That's a real number. In my opinion, I, I've kind of written down somewhere between 15 and 17 specific skills you have to have around a business. And by the way, we're not all born with those skills. Uh, you're generally speaking, people are task people or people people. Those 17 skills fall into one or the other category. Uh, they don't fall into both. So um, for me personally, I'm a very much a task person. Uh, I've had to work really, really hard on becoming a people person where I need to. And quite frankly, now I'm better than that, at that than anything. It's taken me a lot of lumps and a lot of hits over the head and things like that. Mm-hmm. But managing a team of people, and developing relationships with customers is probably my first and second strength at this point. And accounting and all that other stuff falls way to the wayside because I was naturally good at that stuff. And I had to, had to really learn how to, through trial and error, making dumb mistakes and having fantastic mentors, uh, I had to learn through all that stuff. So I'm really always intrigued with hearing about people, how they, how they find, I did, first of all, accept that they have weaknesses, identify those weaknesses, and work through them and come out on the other side much improved. Those things always, um, uh, I really connect with that a lot. Uh, the other one is uh, employee, or I'm sorry, company culture, because I've worked for some complete giant jerks. I mean, I've, I've worked, I, this one guy we I worked for, I would put him in the running for the worst human being that's ever lived on this planet. I mean, he just was, wow. he was just, I, I came and beginning to tell you what a rotten person this guy was. And he, and he was, he, and he, when I worked for him, 
it was during the recession of 2008 and 2009, and people were desperate for work. Mm-hmm. And they their tolerance for abuse went through the roof because they needed a job. That's right. And he took full advantage of that. And I and I I have not ever in my life witnessed somebody be so cruel to an employee at work. And and I've worked for other people who've thrown chairs. You know, me and somebody else were laughing a few a few weeks ago on the podcast. But I worked for a, a guy that had a, a, um, a reputation for throwing chairs in meetings. It's like that. he'd throw a temper tantrum and throw a chair across the room. <laughs> I worked for other guys who. Entertaining. I, I worked for other, I worked for one guy that he was the, the the vice president of the company. And he was the branch manager for where I worked in when I was in a, a different industry, and uh, he would just. Completely throw temper tantrums. I mean, it's like a 62-year-old man throwing temper and he throws glasses across the room and, and humiliate people and, and, you know, people with big titles. And he would just humiliate those people in, in uh, meetings. And I, and I just watched how those behaviors absolutely created companies. And both those two companies, by the way, that I'm talking about, actually all three of those companies I'm talking about, none of them are successful now. That's what I was going to follow up with is how many of those people are still in those positions? Zero. Exactly. I mean, especially with, you know, again, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you maybe could get away with that. Just like, you know, the banker could always have a drink in his office. Yeah. Well, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. And there's right. just no way in today's culture that could happen. Yeah. So so those probably are the top two. Um, a third, I'm always, and, and people are more reluctant to talk about this when they're on a recorded microphone. Uh, those These conversations kind of happen, happen afterwards, you know, or before. Um finding out what folks, what do you do with your money when you make money? What do you do with it? You know, I'm, I'm interested in that because I don't have, I didn't have a, an education on investing and things like that. And um, in the world of investing, like many different worlds that we, we live in, um, whoever's sitting in front of you has a very compelling thing, or a very compelling case for why you should invest how they're telling you to. Meanwhile, they're getting paid if you do what they say. Um, so me, for me, getting an education on Okay, so you make an extra, you know, five thousand dollars a year. What do you do with it to make that twenty-five thousand dollars when you retire? Um, and if you, depending on who you're listening to, you get wildly different stories. And so I'm always curious what people have actually done that's worked. Uh, that I've tuned into. But again, that's not really been on this podcast so much because people are very nervous about talking about. Well, of six, course, it's. And, and, what's, and what's interesting for that for me is um, um, people will jump into talking about things they've screwed up very easily. Absolutely. They will not jump into bragging about themselves and explaining what they've, they've done really, really well. It's hard. And, I've, and it is hard. And I, I just I kind of feel like it, it's just sad that that's the world we live in. And I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm not walking around, you know, with my P&L taped to, our, to my you know shirt and things like that. Um, but well, it's, just, it's kind of sad that we're just in a world where the more successful you are, the less you're able to share that knowledge of people, which would then create more successful people. <laughs> There's a, there are there are actually a few other podcasts I listen to, believe it or what? not. What? I know. And um, one of them was mentioning that um, that, that same type of thing um, where they were just wanting to, um, and I just lost it. Wow. Just like that. <laughs> just All right. like that. You have a pen wow. in your hand. This I do. Is, and I just you use I totally this and, and write it, it down. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm glad we're just winging this. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, if you, if you think of it, come back to I will. What, what, what else you got? Um, so what was there one thing that you just, wow, like they said something and it really hit you as, wow, am I doing that? Or, you know, think about you personally. Mm. Am I doing that? Um, well, I, I, nothing comes to mind. Um, I, I did get comfort in a few things. Uh, I would estimate that of the 36 people I've talked to on here before you today, uh, you know, two thirds of those probably were small business owners. And of those, uh, probably 75 or 80% said the same thing was their number one regret. And that was keeping a problem employee too long. Mm. And um, as a small business owner who's had, you know, we have 50 employees and, and to get to 50, that means we've, we've really had probably 150 literally. Uh, along the way to get to 50, um, that is something that is a real struggle. I mean, uh, you get to know these people, uh, you want them to be successful, you see the potential that they have, and then you see the the patterns and the behavior that are just, they're just... Destructive. Yeah, they're destructive. And you want it so badly for them because if they would just fix a couple of things, they could really, really excel in this world. And you can also see that it's not likely it's going to happen. And so you're you're torn between um, 
trying to help this person and helping everybody else on your team. And that's, that gets really, really dicey. Um, and and it, it made me think of this time. We hired a guy. This is, I don't know, Jesus, it had to be 2012, 2011, nah, 2012, 2013 probably. We hired this guy, uh, and he came to us, and he had just a, he had the saddest story I'd ever heard. I mean, he literally came to us. He showed up at the interview with, a, with, um, uh, with like, like, he looked like he just was homeless, right? And he hadn't been able to work for some time because he was a caretaker for his daughter who was a quadriplegic and she was hit by a car. And, and he, um, um, he just had had her, he hadn't been able to work for four years. And he was, you know, they, they'd gotten some grant or program approval that his daughter could get like a real nurse to come and, and watch, you know, take care of her and things like that. So he was looking to get out, out in the workforce. And um, we felt so bad for this kid. We've hired him on the spot. Didn't even, it's like, I don't care what your knowledge is. You know nothing. We'll put you at entry level and we'll, let's just, you know. We'll see what happens. 20 years from now, it'll be a great story, you know. And he shows up on his first day of work. And, oh, he, well, he tells us in the interview he doesn't have any money for boots and things like that. And he doesn't have any money for food. And so um, uh, we said, don't, don't worry about it. Just, just show up tomorrow and we'll be here. And so he shows up the next day and he's got, he's got a, literally a piece of rope for a belt. And... Um, Eric and I had gone to Fred Meyer independently of each other. Didn't even know each had done this. And we went and spent like a couple hundred bucks each on groceries. Uh, Eric wrestled him up some work boots and things like that. Wow. And um, within six months, we had to fire the guy. Because uh, within a short amount of time, he began using our company's cell phone to deal drugs and all kinds of stuff. And... And he uh, he was getting into bar fights and and uh, uh, just super. And I just remember uh, that was really hard to watch because we were so invested in helping this guy uh, turn his life around and he couldn't get out of his own way. I mean, every time he would get a paycheck, he'd go blow it at the bar and blow it on whatever. And and um, now that you've hired so many people, um, was there any red flags during that interview? That now you look back and you're like, well, I saw this and I, nah. No, but I can tell you, he, he, uh, that experience um, uh, calloused us quite a bit. I bet. Uh, it, really, it really changed our ability or willingness to um, take that extra, extra step for folks. Because now, and now it's kind of like, well, let's see what you do. And if this isn't all a sham and your story mm-hmm. is real and you actually are, do want to get to work, Let's see that for a couple of weeks. Then we're going to jump in and help you with everything we got. No more is are the days that we're going to just sight unseen, you know, go start writing checks to Fred Meyer to, to help you out. Well, and that's sad because, you know, there are so many people that really do need that. Yeah. You know, that, that leg up. But again, the, there's enough of those people out there that if they come through, it kind of you know, creates yeah. that callus. But so for, for hearing, so to hear that, uh, and, you know, our, that's a way extreme story. But there's, there's, I mean, there's dozens of stories I could tell of people who were really good at, very specific things had great skills and uh certain behaviors and patterns just they could not they couldn't stop and um it gets to the point where it's like listen this is having such a big impact on the rest of the team and if nothing else on their perception of our tolerance for bad behavior yep that you know as bad as yeah as bad as we wanted for this person it's just it's not going to change and i and i kind of liken it to uh, anybody who's been in a romantic relationship where you know, six months or a year in, you start thinking this person's perfect. They would just change this one thing and holding out hope they're going to change and waiting for them to change. And, and I can change next, them. next, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can change them. And next thing you know, it's been three years and you're still saying exactly the same thing you were three years ago. It's exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Whether you've experienced this as an employer or not, you've experienced it in your personal life and it's exactly the same emotional roller coaster. What's interesting, so you said within six months you had to fire him, mm-hmm. but at what point did you start seeing red flags? Six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, about six weeks. So you really did waste quite a bit of time. We, yeah, and, and, and a number of conversations. You know, we, we'd hand him his paycheck and say, listen, don't be stupid. <laughs> we want you to come back to work Monday. And I mean, he would, he, there was one time he came to work and his, he just he got in, in a bar fight and he got beat up by like three guys for, for hitting on one of their girlfriends. I mean, he just, um, and, you know, I just, and so yeah, in that, in that, you know, what, four and a half months there, we had, uh, I don't know how many conversations about, come on, man, this is, this is your chance. You, you can have a job making $100,000 a year yeah. if you just get it together for four years. If you can just get put four years together, your life will be, infinitely different than it was when we met you mm-hmm. 
and it just wasn't a big enough carrot. It just it, it wasn't enough for him. That's sad. Yeah, that's super sad. So that that part really stood out. Um, um, I, 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 I noticed a trend with folks, uh, again, people are pretty, pretty willing to talk about their the mistakes when, when asked, I, th- I don't think people walking around like, you know, spilling it on people, but when they asked that they were all very willing to, to answer. Um, and many of them had a pretty good sense of humor about it, which I think is something that you, you either have to have or have to develop. Um, otherwise, you know, uh, some of these, some of these blunders you're going to make along the way, not only are they expensive, they're time consuming and and in some cases the path out is two three four five years um you kind of you have to develop a sense of humor otherwise good luck to you I, I mean I, I i don't know how you would do it otherwise that's right i mean i uh, when the um when the economy went down you know being a banker isn't really the best right time to be a banker <laughs> right um and, and you, you have to learn lessons and yeah. it, it's okay to fail and those you know, I look back at my career and everything, and I'm just like, wow. If it wasn't for those failures, there's no way that I would be where I am today. Right. And and, and that was a very common theme also. Fo- mm-hmm. ma- most all of them would say, yeah, I made this series of mistakes, but I came out of it, and now I know. And, and you know, in on, in, in some case, you're kind of saying, well, hey, at least I learned when I was small enough to it only cost me $20,000. If I wouldn't have learned until... I was 10 times bigger, it would have cost me $200,000. So, you know, hey, there's always a silver lining, right? That's right. <laughs> and many of them kind of had that, that, that perspective. So um, uh, I, I, I kind of I gravitate that, that way naturally, I think. But it was, it, was, it was good to see that people could just kind of let it roll. Yeah. And it's, again, it's always easier to talk about your failures than it is your successes. Yeah. Because um, your successes, you were successful. Why in the heck would you want to share that with somebody else that would yeah. maybe, you know, use it and copy it? You know, I, I look at this podcast. Well, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's people using it to copy it. I think it's um, at least for me and some, some of these folks I'm talking about. So and again, many of these conversations happened after the podcast ended. But um, for me personally, uh, I remember distinctly when I announced to the world that, that me and Eric and Randy were going to start our own business, um, there was very, I mean, the, there was very much this vibe from people I knew and hung out with of, go get a man, go stick it to the man. You know, you're going to, sh- you, you go show him. And then, you know, two, three years later, when it became evident that we were on a good path and things were going to work out for us, that was no longer the sentiment. The sentiment was more now, well, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. You are the man now. What, what, uh, hmm, this seems kind of, why you and not, why not me? And whether that's me being paranoid or oversensitive or what, that's all certainly possible, I guess. But the vibe when I discussed my business with my peers and my friends was very much different a few years in than it was when we first started. When nobody believed we could do it, it was a great idea and we were going to go show the world. When we did it, now it was suspicious and, and not fair. And I think that's what people leads people to not share the success more than afraid somebody's going to steal their idea. I mean, I guess if, you know, if I interviewed somebody who, who was going to patent the new, you know, the new device that's going to make iPhones, you know, useless, then that would probably be the case. But that's not who I've been talking to. I, I actually, this, this was actually my, when I had my, where did my thought go? Well, it was, it was this. The, there were podcasts I was listening to. They mentioned quite a bit that when, when people, people don't want to share their successes, and this guy's like, I don't understand. You should be sharing your successes because guess what? Only 2% of people are actually going to actually do what you say. Everything right. else is just going to be blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so, you know, feel free to, to share. And because, again, no, no one's going to copy it. You know, again, I think of this podcast. When people say, oh, I can do a podcast. It's really easy, et cetera. Okay, right. well, you don't have any of the equipment. You, ha- you don't have the, the, you know, um, the network to get enough people on or whatever the case is. You made it happen, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and there's so many people who'd be like, someday I'm going to do it. Someday I'm going to do it. I have right. so many people that are just, you know, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to make a million bucks. Okay. I'll just sit back, wait and eat some popcorn and watch and see how it works. Yeah. And, and, and they never do. And it's right. It, it's, it's quite sad. It's tough. And, and, uh, um, you know, that's not, I don't think that that ever goes away. I mean, we all have a, a at least for me, I can't say we all, I have a, an innate desire to be sitting on my couch pretty much at all times. <laughs> Okay, whatever um, motivates you. But my point is I have to work through that. I have to consciously work through that. I mean, now listen, my, my alarm goes off at 5 o'clock in the morning. I get up and I go to work. And I don't think about going to my couch right away. But 
when I do have free time, I would much rather be on my couch than out hustling. Uh, that's just the way I'm wired. Absolutely. Uh, so I have to really develop my whys. I really have to go through that exercise. And, and um, I'm a visual person. I have to go through the exercise of picturing what it is I'm working for. Why am I doing that? And I have to create a big enough vision to compel me to get off my butt and go do something. Because otherwise, I'll just go f- watch football. <laughs> it's so easy just to sit on the couch, yeah, et cetera. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> One uh, one thing to kind of on the successes is so lately what I've been doing is some short videos that I've been putting on social media regarding banking topics and such. Yeah. And there's not a lot of bankers out there that pretty much brand themselves. So I, you know, work for a bank, very generic. Well, I found someone who also does that same type of thing and he's down in College Station, Texas. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I got to talk to this guy, you know? And so um, we had a conversation probably about a year ago and I'm just like, I'm just in awe. I mean, I, there's someone else who's marketing themselves and really trying to be something different in the industry. Right. And um, he's like, well, you know, what should we do? Well, we'll know when that time comes. Yeah. Well, I've been posting these videos and such and I'm like, Hey, why don't we do it together? Yeah. So next week, actually, we're going to do about four or five videos on a video conference and we'll have nice. both of us and we're just going to partner together and again, share information um, from both of our perspectives. And again, it's, it's so different because that's a success that again, it's, it sounds like a good idea. And if it wasn't just for the, both of us being kind of that type A personality, let's, let's go do it. We probably just would have been, Oh, that's nice. Nice to meet you. Have a nice day. And you move on. Right. But so, so stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to fix Paul's microphone. It was drifting on him a little bit. <laughs> Anyhow, so what, what's your next question there? Um, so tell me a little bit more about really what you're working on now. You, you're kind of saying, I have this project. Um, yeah. And what it, exactly is Well, it? I've been super vague for quite a while because I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. Um, what it is, is that when I first started, I thought it was going to be like a 10-part series, and it'll be like a workbook, and there'll be an audio for, uh, components for folks who want to, you know, we're all busy. Um, you know, it, it's for some folks, it's way easier to listen to something audibly than it is to, you know, take the time to read it or, you know. Uh, Amen. Yeah. So, but folks, so some folks need to see it, though. They need to touch it. So mm-hmm. there'll, be a, there'll be a component of both. And my, my vision is really to create a product that won't be free and it's not gonna, but it's not gonna be like a million dollars either. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, again, I've been there. I understand that these things need to be affordable and, uh, I do have that sense of wanting to give back. So I'm not, I'm not looking to get rich in this thing, but, um, that said, I have, you know, by the time I'm done, I'll have a few hundred hours into developing this thing. So, um, uh, at first it was going to be a 10 part series and it was going to cover everything that I thought looking back over the path from zero to $8 million a year in revenue, everything you would need to learn to kind of get there. Uh, and it, you know, it's, it covers banking. It covers how to use line of credit. It covers how, what a DSCR is. Uh, it covers, uh, accounting and it covers HR stuff and legal and risk and, um, managing people is probably 30% of it. Uh, because if you're going to have a team of people, uh, managing people is arguably the most difficult problem, you know, uh, most difficult challenge of the whole process. Um, it covers marketing. Uh, I've tried it. It covers everything except for what your product is and how to make a better product. Everything else I try to cover customer service, uh, technology, even though I don't use a lot of technology, I, I talk about technology from a user standpoint and how I've seen six, uh, technology used well and how I've seen it used in a completely self-serving way for the company that forgets the customer is the one who really needs to be taken care of. Yep. And so it's just, it's kind of a, uh, it started as just kind of a compilation of ideas on things that, um, you know, all the things I didn't know and all things we didn't know um, about how to run a business that have absolutely nothing to do with our product. And because I think that for a lot of folks, especially in service industries and in trade industries, people get into the business, they start their own business with the notion that if I'm the best widget maker, I'm, I'm aces, man, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And you find out about six months in, if you're paying attention, if you're not paying attention, you find out about three years in, your widget has about 6% to do with your success of your business. Um, but people are good at making their widgets. That's what they're good at. So they don't understand all this other stuff. And um, as I mentioned before, when you have advisors in front of you, oftentimes you find yourself in a situation where the the advisor in front of you has a vested interest in you doing something one way or the other that will benefit them. Mm -hmm. And it's not really an objective presentation. It's, It's a, hey, well, here's the best, you know, like if you locked life insurance. Well, if you, if you're talking to a guy who sells 
indexed universal, he's going to say that's the way to go. If, you, if you're talking to a guy who sells whole life, he's going to say that's the way to go. And mm-hmm. they're both can make very compelling cases. And there's, there's uh, tons of decisions you have to make that you find yourself in those situations. And so I, I go through kind of everything I, can, I thought I could think of that had anything to do with running a business. Um, accounting scares folks. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be that scary if you know what to, what to pay attention to. You don't have to know the whole damn P&L. Right. There's probably only a handful of things you got to pay attention to on there. And, and what's the process for reading that? And why does it matter? And understanding how bankers make decisions and uh, understanding how to evaluate and assess and minimize risk in all kinds of different areas. And so it's kind of uh, kind of a soup to nuts thing on Interesting. here's the path, to, here's the things you're going to encounter, and here's here's what we did that worked, and here's what we did that didn't work. And and I threw in a few, I threw in a few things that I picked up from talking to business owners, not just here uh, on this podcast, but you know over the course of my you know last twenty years, I've encountered a fair number of people that have had success and have have had blunders and. And uh, there's a lot of commonality there, so I've, sh- I've thrown in a, th- a few of those things. So is it directly towards a service industry, or is it is it kind of not a necessarily blanket, anyone yeah. in business can learn from these? Types yeah, of I things. think that anybody in business who's um, you know anywhere from zero to uh, five years in for sure, and then after that, it kind of depends on you know it's it's. Um, but it depends. I mean, if you've been in business for three years and you were by yourself, and all of a sudden you you know started taking off at three years and six months, and now you have your first employee at four years, mm-hmm. then it would apply to that person uh, for a while. Uh, obviously, I'm, my business is contracting, so uh, contracting and service work, you know, like whether it be auto repair shops or, or right. you know, that kind of stuff, um, those are very, very similar businesses. Um, so, yeah, this if, if you're developing the new, um, you know, light up slinky that's solar power that's going to replace uh, kids' Xbox and your product is going to take over the, the kids' toy world, this probably is not super applicable. But mm-hmm. outside of that, um, for the most business people who, again, knew their widget, they knew their product, and went and started their own business, it applies to pretty much anybody in that situation. Are you going to be talking about partnerships? Yes. Good, because I- I'm always amazed that you guys have been amazing the way with with three partners <laughs> well yeah i talk about that and it's brutal i just i can't and i talk about i opinions. talk about how i think three is the magic number for us anyway wow if there's two well you know I, again I, I put everything back into uh, the rules of relationships are the same whether you're talking about a spouse a child a neighbor a business partner a customer the rules of how relationships work are all the same the 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 Depth of the relationship changes for sure, yeah. but the way relationship, way you make and build relationships and keep them, the rules are the same across the board. Um, so when you have, you know, if you look back on your history of somebody you've dated mm-hmm. before you got married, um, and you had major disagreements, and some of those things became deal breakers because you just the sight of the person just irritated you to the point where it's like I don't even care if I'm right or wrong anymore. I just don't even want to be around you. True. When there's two in a relationship, that can happen. When there's three, there's a third party always there to kind of keep things from getting out of whack because the third party can say, you're being a bonehead here. Even if you're right, you're being a dick about the way you're approaching this. Stop it. And the other person can say, you know, maybe you should pay attention to what they're saying here. Um, For us specifically, no two of us could have done it. There's no way. I, I believe that because each it, three of you have your own certain skills yeah. and how that all works out. And, and our and perspective, you know, perspective is a big piece of it. Um, so, I mean, I can't imagine, uh, outside of my wife, I can't imagine anybody that I would be able to be a partner with. I mean, I'm, first of all, I'm just stubborn. I'm stubborn and bullheaded and no. yeah, I know it's hard to believe. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's hard, you know, it took, it, it took, it took a combination of us. And, um, so anyhow, I don't want to get too far into partnerships, but yes, I, I cover partnerships. Right. I cover what, why I think ours worked and where I've seen others struggle and fail quickly sometimes and I see and, all the time and um in a you know a big detonation sometimes and but the but the the symptoms that are the or the the precursors to that explosion are exactly the same as you see in a marriage is going to fail I exactly the there's same there's warning signs there's warning signs and i reference all that stuff I, I you know i talk about what here are the things to look for just like if you're in a marriage here's what you look for wow you must have put a lot of time into. This. I, I'm insane. not exaggerating when I say I've got. I don't know how many. I, yeah, it's. I, I'm probably doing on average mm, twelve to fifteen hours a week, and it's been several months at this point. Wow. 
And, and that's just for the outline, by the way. The outline, last time I checked, the outline was around 175,000 words. Uh, and that's a long-form outline. It's not like bullet points. It's, you know, th- things are pretty well written through and things like that. Mm. Um, and the number of pages was something like 185 or something like that. Um, wow. You know, and I, you're going to do this in an audio series? Yeah. So okay. it'll be an audio, okay. and then it'll probably be in, you know, 15 and 20-minute bites in audio, and then in a workbook that you can take notes on and read through, and an e-book. I mean, I mean okay. there's, 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 you know, there's a million different platforms out there. I haven't, I haven't isolated all that just yet, but for sure on audio. I just don't know a lot of business owners that have time to sit down and read a book. Right. True. I mean, it's audio. Although I know online. a fair amount of people who they can listen to things 50 times and never get it until they can see it, then it clicks. So that makes sense. Uh, it, you know, again, it's the idea is to make it universally applicable. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's. I look forward to seeing the final product on that because uh, obviously you put a <laughs> lot of time. Me too. Me too. Uh, you know, it's, and it's funny because <laughs> so uh, uh, there's times you know, I talk about how I, I would prefer to just be on the couch, and I when I have to motivate myself to get up and go to work on this thing, um, as I've done some kind of searching as to why I'm real, I've been reluctant at times. You know, there's times I just don't feel like it. You're not in the mood to write, and writing is something I have to be in the mood for mm-hmm. for me personally. Um, and there's other times where I just kind of get this nagging thing in my stomach, like, well, I don't really feel like working on it today. And as I've kind of dove into that and figured out why, uh, it's fear. It's fear that uh, the stuff I'm talking about is not going to be received well or it's not pertinent or may not help somebody. Um, and I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know what's driven that, mm. but much like I, the reason, one of the, re- one of the main re- reasons I did the podcast, aside from the, the, you know, the, the giving back piece, is it scared the hell out of me. And I was like, oh, what? Hey, if it's scary, let's go do it. You know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Somebody's going to laugh at me. They laugh at me anyway. What do I care? <laughs> that's true. I mean, again, you know, we've known each other for about five years, I think, four yeah. or five years, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Um, and I couldn't imagine you 10 years ago, just knowing what I've known about you for 10 years ago. Yeah. Doing a podcast. Oh, no doing way. Anything no way. that you are doing today. Yeah. It just, it, I'd laugh at it because, again, if I saw you in a dark alley, I would probably go the opposite direction. You just don't. You don't look like the type of person that yeah. would do a podcast right. or want to give back. You look like someone who would just <laughs> mug me on a motorcycle. I mean, <laughs> you'd never be on a motorcycle. What are you talking well, about? Well, that's true. That's true. I'm too conservative. <laughs> that's for that. right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to the to to finishing. It's been a lot of work and a lot of time away from you know the summer was mostly spent holed up in an office typing instead of out enjoying the sunshine and things like that. But wow. um, you know, and the other piece of it is when I. When I, when I started kind of exploring this idea and I was kind of weighing out the pros and cons, one of the things that really stuck in my head was I don't want this to be one of those things that on my death that I regret not doing. Wow. I don't want to be 80 years old, dying in a hospital going, why didn't I just do that? So I'll do it. And if nobody wants it, that's okay. I'll feel better. I can hand it off to my kids. And if they start their own business someday, hopefully it helps them. And you can die peacefully. <laughs> you can die peacefully. That's, that's right. That's good to know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's awesome. And I think, you know, again, uh, huge kudos to you for all the hard work that you you have on this podcast and just you, your passion for giving back. Yeah, thanks. Um, there's not a lot of people out there that, that are willing to do that. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm in awe. Yeah, well, thank you. And, and uh, again, uh, we'll be back. We'll be back at some point. I can't say when. I do need to finish this other project that I'm working on and, and uh, get that kind of tidied up. It's going to take me just to record the thing. I figure it's going to take me, you know, four to six weeks or something like that. Um, and that'll be, you know, that part I don't have to be in the mood for that. If you put a microphone on me, I'm going to talk that I don't have a problem with that anymore. Um, that I can schedule pretty, pretty easily, but, but I mean, it's going to be, I don't know how many hours it takes to read 200,000 words. I don't, I don't know what the average pace on something like that is, but I would, I would estimate it's going to be around 20, 25 hours probably. I would assume people would want to make sure that they like on Facebook, the podcast, in order to know when this comes out. Yes, as that well would as help. Your website. Yeah, that would help. Yeah, that would help. Uh, if you like our Facebook page, it's just growing your successful uh, business on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can go to brianlharding.com or uh, growing your successful business.com. Um, yes, thank you, Paul. See, look at you. It's always, always the marketer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I, I guess that kind of shows that I'm not I'm not BSing about this being kind of a, a passion, a project, a passion project. Um, yeah, I'm going to sell it because I don't think people value things if you don't put a dollar amount on it. I think that that's a real no, no. thing. Yep. Um, if you if you give it away, somebody is less likely to read it than if you charge them $10 for it. That's just how the world works, oddly. 
Um, but yeah, the, the the money is not the driver. Otherwise, I'd be promoting this way more than I I have been. <laughs> uh, but but you know, on the other hand, I don't have anything to promote in hand yet, so I, I kind of gotta do that at the right time also. Well, that's good. Well, <laughs> everyone should like and subscribe and all that other yes terminology. Yes. That- and, and what's funny about uh, looking at the po- podcast world from this side now, um, I know how about how many people listen, uh, and it's not like there's ten thousand people a week listening. Um, I know it's shocking. <laughs> Uh, as good as it is, you would think that there'd be at least 10 times that, right? Exactly. Um, um, but there's not, there's only been one or two people, literally one or two people who have um, uh, rated it and reviewed it. Mm. It's just, and it's interesting in the world where all the people listening probably are small business owners, all trying to convince their employees and themselves how to go get Google reviews because that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. We still in our heart and our, in our, 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 you know, spot where we sit, comfortably we don't want to do it <laughs> it takes too much time it's really it's interesting just, it, well on a podcast you push a single it's a button you push to give a five-star review you don't even have to type anything you literally just push the, the fifth star and or the first star if you if you think it sucks and you hit the first one uh it's lit it takes that little effort but <laughs> but on but maybe that's on the app that you have i'm thinking on on mine i'm trying to figure out oh i i, well, know, I, I listen I on apple podcast yeah and it, and it and it prompts me every once in a while hey rate this thing and and uh yeah it's interesting yeah interesting yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well hey we've uh we've blathered on for 51 minutes here anything else you got a burning desire to ask paul before we wrap things up um no again i just think um Again, congratulations on all your success on this. Thank you. And I've enjoyed being a part of it and giving my information that I possibly can to help people. Yeah, you've been been the only guy we've had on twice, let alone three times now. So that's huge kudos to you. Thanks for for taking the time to come on again. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Again, listeners, uh, we're going to be on hiatus for a while. Don't know how long. um, uh, For sure, after the first of the year. And when we come back, we'll have a a bunch of exciting stuff for you. And that'll give me some time to talk to some folks and kind of... Uh, pick new topics to talk about and and um, again I don't want this to be something I do as a uh, obligation I want it to be meaningful uh, entertaining and educational and uh, when I'm when I'm able to commit the time again which hopefully won't be too long and I've got uh, some really good guests rounded up uh, we'll be back so uh, I hope you guys all have a fantastic uh, new year and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and all that good stuff and uh, we'll talk to you soon <laughs>